We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for June 3rd, 2012. Um, continuing with the last part, um, some Bible verses to kind of put things back in perspective. Psalm 23, one that we, you know, I think a lot of us have this committed to memory. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So this is something that's uh, very important to be led in the paths of righteousness, particularly in such an unrighteous time that we're living in. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And that literally is going to be probably most likely a very real scenario for a lot of us in the days and times to come. Literally, a, I understand that, that, that there's, there's um, the shadow of death when we die, that type of application. But also, the death that seems to be creeping upon this world that many of us are going to be battling, essentially. The spirit of death, like you think of the Grim Reaper, which is actually the, the fallen angel Azrael, okay? Which, I'm not making that up, it really is. It's the death angel, Azrael. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Jesus Christ, just remember, you know, you're, you're not going through this stuff alone. Okay? He's with you. As a born-again, Bible-believing Christian, he is with you. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. So even in the presence of your enemies, God is there. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Just think about actually, literally, like, goodness and mercy following you all the days of your life. I mean, listen, you, I mean, you have the faith to believe this stuff. You have to have the faith to believe this. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's just a, a good, positive, perspective list of verses to to memorize and think on, particularly as things are so evil and are becoming more evil by the day. Jeremiah confirms both the nature and duration of this judgment. And this is kind of back to the main article. It will conclude when God's purpose is complete. Jeremiah 30, 23 and 24 says, Behold, the whirlwind of the Lord goeth forth, writheth with fury. The whirlwind of the Lord writheth with fury. A continuing whirlwind, it shall fall with pain upon the head of the wicked. These are verses you can claim in regarding the wicked. Now, not to say we pray they go to hell. But it's a fact that most people are going to go to hell. Narrow is the way which leadeth to life eternal, and few there be that find it. Most people, most people are unfortunately on their way to hell. Do we pray that? Yes, obviously. Pray, those that can be saved will be saved. But there are some people that literally are vessels of wrath fitted for God's destruction. That word means prepared aforetime. The wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. I don't understand that concept fully. The wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. These are Bible verses. They're vessels of wrath Fitted, meaning prepared aforetime for God's destruction? 
Jude talks about they were the certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. It's like they were made for it. God have made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. I don't understand that concept totally. All I'm glad, <laughs> from a selfish standpoint, I guess, is that I'm not one of them, that I'm saved through the Lord Jesus Christ. His death, burial, and resurrection, his blood, his finished work on the cross. I'm just praising God that myself and my daughter are saved, and, and, is, and hopefully all my listeners as well, and anyone else you know, that I can reach out and, and, and hopefully, and, and my listeners, then they go forth. And, and not just my listeners, like it's like I'm, I'm the leader of some whatever, because I'm not. And like I said, cursed be the man that trusteth in man that maketh flesh his arm and his heart departed from the Lord, Jeremiah 17.5. I, like I've said before, don't put your trust in any man, including myself. But I'm just saying, anyone that's going to lead people in the paths of righteousness, hey, I'm for them, you know. I'm for them. They're my brother or sister in Christ. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we're all in this together. We're the body of Christ. It's like a big team effort. So, um, this is talking about God's judgment. The whirlwind of the Lord. It shall fall with pain upon the head of the wicked. The fierce anger of the Lord shall not return until he have done it. And until he have performed the intents of his heart. In the latter days, ye shall consider it. We're in the latter days right now. See, in the latter days, we're going to consider these verses of God's judgment. Because up until now, we really haven't seen a lot of biblical type a judgment, apocalyptic type judgments. I believe it's going to become more and more and more commonplace. I mean, this is that Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, in Noah's days, the thoughts of man's mind were only evil continually. So much so, it got to the point where it said it repented God that he ever even made man. So, it got so bad that God had to wipe, and, wipe out and destroy the whole earth to save eight people. Noah and, and, and the animals on the... Uh, Noah and, and um, his wife and his three sons and their three wives and the animals on the ark. It, I mean, it's pretty bad when... You, when God has to wipe out the whole world and start over again. Well, Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. What do we just read in Second Thessalonians? Our gathering untogether unto him. The saints gathering untogether unto Jesus. And all of these things that are going to be happening right before that. So we should be expecting this to be the most wicked, evil time the world's ever known. Yet, I don't think most churches are doing that. Preparing their congregation. I know Smiley Joe Osteen is an exception. And a lot of the other um, prosperity preachers and televangelists out there. I know they're they're doing their part for that. No, just kidding. Anyway, yeah, so, um, but it says, In the latter days ye shall consider it. See, this is, I, I really believe that's being said too, because this is kind of almost a forgotten type of teaching. This is why I did that study on imprecatory prayers. A Christian's door of hope. Praying for God's judgment on the wicked. So that the wicked cannot go forth and do more wickedness and take more people to hell with them and produce more wicked fruit. Is it more merciful for the God to judge them now? That all men would see and fear and declare the work of God? That they would wisely consider his doing? That the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trusted him? And all the upright in heart would glory like Psalm 64? Is it more righteous for, or more merciful for God to do that? Or is it more merciful for God to just let the wicked go in their wickedness and just kill, rape, pillage, you know, 
sexually abuse little children, sacrifice them, do all manner of wickedness. What's more merciful? But it's not something the church has really been trained to pray about. But in the latter days, ye shall consider it. The whirlwind of the Lord goeth forth, writheth with fury, a continuing whirlwind. It shall fall with pain upon the head of the wicked. The fierce anger of the Lord shall not return until he have done it, and ye have performed the intents of his heart. In the latter days, ye shall consider it. Well, that's where we're at. And if this is my last teaching, I'm not saying it is, but if it was, consider these verses. Because I don't think God just wants us sitting around not praying against this wickedness. And it's like I said, we haven't even started. I mean, we've started to get into the wicked stuff, but I'm not even anywhere near there. I'm going to get into some stuff today that I've never even went over. So you can understand how bad it really is, or at least get more of a concept of it. Psalm 109.21 says, But thou... O Lord, deal mercifully with me for thy name's sake, for thy mercy is good. Deliver me, for I am poor and needy, and my heart is troubled within me. The psalmist is crying out to God for mercy and on for himself, appropriated through the Lord, and then also for judgment on the wicked, so that they're not able to, to um, produce more wicked fruit, and to hurt other people, and to defile the innocent. Deliver me, for I am poor and needy, and my heart is troubled within me. My knees are weakened through fasting, which, again, fasting is a huge component of a lot of what we're talking about here. Help me, O Lord, my God, and save me according to thy mercy, and let them know that this is thy hand, and that thou, Lord, hast wrought it. Meaning, when God judges the wicked, if nobody understands it's God's judgment, then God doesn't really get any glory. It's better if... People understand it's the hand of God judging the wicked because then he gets glory and that produces fear of the Lord. Remember, all men shall see and fear, but God shall shoot at them with an arrow. All men shall see and fear. Why? Because God shot at them with an arrow. God did it. All men shall see and fear and declare the work of the Lord. They're going to declare the work of the Lord. The righteous will be glad in the Lord and trust in him and all the upright in heart will glory. It's a win-win situation for God and his people. Let them know that this is thy hand and that thou, Lord, has wrought it. Let those that falsely accuse me be clothed with shame. And let them cover themselves with their shame as with a mantle. I will give thanks to the Lord abundantly with my mouth. And in the midst of many, I will praise him. So you give... When it happens, when God does this, you give praise and glory and honor to God. Continuing, for he stood on the right hand of the poor to save me from them that persecute my soul. So again, just another kind of, some some Bible verses regarding God's protection, God's judgment on the wicked. Here's a picture of the actual Bohemian Grove ceremony that they hold in the uh, Redwood Forest. Um, north of San Francisco once a year, the Conclave. It's kind of like the, the Bilderberg meeting that just happened. It just has more of an overt occult um, backdrop where they've got their you know 40-foot stone owl that they worship in front of and make a mock, probably real sacrifice to a effigy called the Cremation of Care. Anyway, I've done a whole teaching on that. i give you a link to that here. Um, 
It's called the Bohemian Grove Exposed. You can click on that if you want to know more about it. But anyway, this is a quote from um, Russ Dizdar, some things that he said, which really relate to a lot of what we're talking about right now. He says, I believe that the trigger for the Black Awakening, this is what we're talking about, this Black Awakening, I really think that right now we're in the very early stages of, is primarily the collective planetary release of extremely powerful demons who will, with great dark power and energy, fall upon those predisposed and enraged by them. Predisposed, meaning like this guy in Miami. For one reason or another, he was predisposed to this absolute, total, demonic takeover. Maybe it happened in one second. Why did it happen? I don't know. He had to have some major open doors. Had to. Okay? Whether there was generational curses involved, um, whether there might have been, maybe he did do some of these mega drugs um, that night or, or prior to this. Maybe. Who knows? I don't really know. But I know one thing. All the things had to kind of be in place regarding this for it to happen the way it did happen. So, um, it's primarily, this black awakening is primarily the collective planetary release of extremely powerful demons who will great dark and power, uh, power and energy fall upon those predisposed and enraged by them. There are literally millions of people right now just waiting to be triggered, to have the right demons finally come into them and to flip that switch and you're going to have a literal race of, they're called, he's calling them, I believe, satanic super soldiers. A lot of these people have been pre, actually pre-programmed, mind control wise, through governmental programs, MK, MK Ultra, um, and a lot of these things called sleeper cells that are where, they're waiting and ready to do Satan's bidding. Okay, you might say, oh no, there's, there's no proof in that. Well, um, I think you'd have to try to refute all of his research on this particular subject, and I don't know anybody's done more research in that area than than, than uh, Russ Dizdar on that particular. And not to say I agree with everything the guy says, but I'm just saying for this particular thing, he's done more research than anybody I really know of. Um, I have some doctrinal issues, um, but I think that just these quotes, if we isolate them, I, I'm I'm in total agreement here with what he's talking about. These energies are literally the fuel that is both in them and upon them. The dark power will be unprecedented, unequaled, and will hang in the air like a direct blood ritual site. You have to understand that there's covens all around the planet, millions of people into high-level witchcraft that are doing satanic, luciferic witchcraft ceremonies to invoke this exact thing to happen. You know the invocation prayer of the United Nations where they're trying to invoke Maitreya, who they're calling Maitreya, or the one world leader to come to power? And they have that, like that, you know, one day a year where they're, it's basically mass witchcraft on a global scale. Witchcraft has power. You may not think it does, but it does. I'm not saying my listeners want it, I'm just saying. I mean, people that are involved in witchcraft aren't just doing it because it's fun or because it makes them feel whatever, there's benefit to sin. Sin is pleasurable for a season. A lot of people get in, and it's like being in the mafia, and they get in, and they realize what they're into, but by the time they're that far, they don't believe they can get out. 
And then they're compelled out of fear to stay in it. Many people are trapped. In this twilight of human history, darkness burns its black flame. Soon it will erupt and fear will fly as bloodshed begins. The black awakening will occur. Now, I'm prefacing the next part that I'm getting into because I thought this was very appropriate to say these quotes and then we're going to get into the actual, some of the proof of this in the next part. So if you don't believe what I'm saying now, hang with it because we'll get, we're going to get into some actual real uh, live things where we're dealing with this right now. Soon it will erupt and fear will fly as bloodshed begins. The Black Awakening will occur for them. Those who serve the long, cold secret, it's the only way to give the world a desperate reason for the need of a new world order and of a leader who will rule with power that only the, ancient fe- only the ancients felt. Now remember, the Bible just said in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that after all the stuff, the apostasy of the church, and then he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way, this restraining force of God, and then that wicked will be revealed. Well, this is very much lining up with that same thing. The only way to give the world a desperate reason for the need of, of a new world order and of a leader, the wicked, who will rule with a power that only the ancients felt. Uh, now, describing more of, 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 I guess, his research on this, coming is the rise of the satanic super soldiers, the coming chaos that ushers in a whole new world order, the satanic ritual abuse, how that plays into it, the monarch mind control projects, over five million what they call chosen ones are out there already waiting, basically pre-programmed, just waiting to get the right trigger in order to activate what they're going to do, which reminds me of like these guys that just go off the deep end for no apparent reason, you got a guy that apparently appeared normal, and now all of a sudden he's chewing a guy's face off. Something triggered in that guy. Now, obviously it was very wicked, whatever was triggered. But nonetheless, it happened. The sleepers are placed and waiting, meaning they walk among us. They walk among us. How does the Antichrist rise to power? How does a new world order come to control so many people? Why is there a massive rise in mind control? Thousands are seeking help with voices in their head. Why is that? It's demons they're hearing a lot of the time. Now I understand they've got technology through Gwen and Harp and these types of things where they can literally transmute voices into your head. Maitreya says when, when he makes his day of declaration, all eyes will see me and all ears will hear me. Well, they've got that technology right now. To actually literally do that from a technological standpoint. To beam voices into your head. So don't let that, anything that's beaming into your head, if you're hearing anything, if it contradicts the word of God, don't believe it. That's what I'm telling you to do. Are there really 100,000 covens in the United States? 100,000. That's not 100,000 people practicing witchcraft. That's 100,000 witch covens. Which would be at bare minimum 13 witches. And it could be a whole lot more. About 65 million New Age spiritual practitioners as well. What about all the people in New Age? They're going to be part of this. Does the military seek to weaponize satanic energy powers? Absolutely. Why do you think they devoted all those millions to remote viewing? You know that movie, he, the, the, the Men Who Stare at Goats? They were killing those goats. 
by just staring at them? Well, isn't that weaponizing satanic energy powers? And they put it up in Hollywood in some movie like it's this wonderful thing or whatever. It's all been it's all been telegraphed to us. And again, I, I, I give you the teaching here to the Bohemian Grove exposed. You can click on that if you like. I did Psalm ninety one. Verse 3 through 6 corroborates the concept of the sudden auditory release of a malevolent creatures that walk and destroy within a darkened atmosphere. Surely he, meaning God, shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. The snare of the fowler and the noisome pestilence. That sounds like a pretty bad environment. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, meaning night is going to be a terror, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, so there's going to be death in the day as well. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. Remember Jesus Christ said in the end times there's going to be plagues and pestilences and wars and rumors of wars. See that your heart be not troubled. Pestilences that walk in darkness. Remember I've talked about the avian flu and these things they could release. Pestilences. Okay. Nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Meaning day and night it's going to be just evil. Within this context, then verses 7 and 8 of Psalm 91 likewise demonstrate that many, implying those whom are protected by God, will not only witness this massive carnage, but will be in the midst of it. See, are you ready for that? Are you ready to be in the midst of this? A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Hmm. Now remember, it starts out by saying, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So it starts out with your relationship with God. Dwelling in the secret place of the Most High in your prayer closet, that type of thing, they shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So your relationship with the Lord is of the utmost importance regarding His protective hand to be upon you. Under the covert of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed, is another way the Bible talks about it in Psalms. And these are just, a lot of these verses are just coming into my head as I'm doing this, but um, the Holy Spirit's convicting me of certain things to say. But anyway, the verses 7 and 8 are implying those whom are protected by God. They'll witness the massive carnage, and they're, they're not only going to witness it, but they're going to be in the midst of it. A thousand shall fall at thy side. It sounds like if it's at your side, it's going to be pretty close to you. And ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Man, can you imagine? I, honestly, these, these verses excite me, not because I want to see people die in mass, but the fact to see God's hand move. To see his name be glorified. To see great fear fall upon the people. Because they're finally going to have the right perspective. Because this is going to this is gonna make people's um, priorities and their perspectives um, change real quick for the better. I mean, I understand the wicked will do wickedly. And a lot of them will harden their heart. But I'm talking about those that can be saved. People will be saved through this. Guaranteed. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. You're going to actually be in the midst of it. 
and to see the reward of the wicked. Thousand falling at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. That's why Psalm 91 is another really good psalm to commit to memory. Now these are some other verses that are kind of related to this. Jesus Christ said, Peace I leave you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So again, we're not supposed to walk around in abject fear about all this stuff. Isaiah 26.3 Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, meaning Jesus Christ, because he trusteth in thee. What time I am afraid I will trust in thee, Psalm 56.3. These are some other verses to commit to memory. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7, Psalm 37.18-20, The Lord knoweth the days of the upright. See, he knoweth your days, and there's, there's your, your, your appointed time, if it is, you know, whatever your appointed time is, God knows it. So, he knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed of the e- in the evil time. They're not going to be ashamed in the evil time. And in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. Which implies, people around you, the wicked could be starving, and God can still and will feed you. You have to have the faith to believe it, though. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as fat of the lambs. They shall consume into the smoke they shall consume away. That's their destiny. Our destiny as born-again Christians is in heaven with Jesus Christ. Matthew 10.33 But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father in heaven. Uh, so you d- don't get to the point though where you're ever thinking, well, I can just go around and deny God and still go to heaven. I'm not saying we're saved through works, but I'm just saying that's not the action of a born-again Christian. Pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this world and to stand before the Son of Man. That's what Jesus Christ said to do. Now, I give you some teachings I've done. Imprecatory prayer, Psalm 64, God's judgment on wickedness, a Christian's door of hope. Very important concept to understand going into the times we're going into. And then one entitled Overcoming Protection, Meekness, Answered Prayer, Faith, and Fear of the Lord. This is going to be on page, uh, I think when I get my table of contents in there, page 12, at the start of page 12. If you want to click on the PDF for this teaching for June 3rd, 2012. And then the biblical keys to answered prayer, another teaching I've done. And then the most important one, if you're not saved, is the true salvation tab. I give you a link to all those. Uh, next part, we're going to be getting into... Um, yeah, I haven't went far enough. I'm going to go ahead and just start into this one. It's called America's Unknown Martyrs. This is going to be the next ten pages, and then we'll be done. The tragic reality remains that innocent victims are perishing increasingly across America on satanic altars or crosses in countless rituals. According to one noted televangelist, Satanism is the fastest-growing religion in America. Yet you are... Yet your average American knows little about this reality or how to actually protect their families and their children from such attacks. And many of Americans' children, Christians, are actually 
actually believe that because they are Christians, they are automatically immune from such attacks, which is actually wrong. Both Christians and non-believers have died on satanic altars in America. Hear the words of a former high-level Satanist high priestess over Indiana for 17 years, who was also a former CIA assassin. Her name was Elaine Notes. She said, quote, I would get so angry, now this is a former high, Satanic high priestess over Indiana for 17 years, and CIA assassin. She said, I would get so angry when Christians would come up to me after my lectures on Satanism and say, well, because I'm a Christian, I cannot be touched by Satanists. Wrong. Satan had given us a mandate to sacrifice Christians, and we obliged him. We targeted them, we stalked them, we abducted them, and they were abducted and sacrificed and killed like all the rest. Except, now take heart in this Christian, except that in many cases, just as we would be bringing forth some of these Christians to be tortured and sacrificed, a bright light would appear over them, and they would start to shout, Jesus, you've come for me. And just like that, their souls would be gone, and we were left with a dead, smiling corpse. (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) I mean, obviously you don't want to get to that point if it can all be avoided, but I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. I mean, that's awesome. So our night of fun would then be ruined. And I would go home cursing and saying, What is this with so many of these Christians? Before we can kill them, they are gone. And with a smile. End of quote. I tell you, nothing convinced me that Jesus was greater than Satan than when these things would happen during our rituals. Now, think about it. As a direct result of her seeing this happen in satanic rituals, meaning right before they were were getting ready to sacrifice them, a bright light would appear over them and they would start to shout, Jesus, you've come for me. And then they would die smiling. I mean, you got to admit, that's pretty amazing. And I mean, when you have a Satanist seeing this over and over and over again, she finally realized you had the real power. And she came out of it, and now she actually exposes it. So, praise the Lord. Elaine admitted that this was not always the case, however, and some died in great agony. I want to point out that Christians die in car accidents. They die of cancer. They die of gunshot wounds. Because... Being a Christian does not make anyone immune automatically to such attacks, nor does it make them immune to persecution or martyrdom. Therefore, precautions should be taken to help prevent satanic attacks and the abduction of family members and loved ones. I am sharing the accounts to wake up my fellow Americans to the reality of attacks of this nature, and I will follow it with special precautions to be taken to avoid becoming just one more victim on American soil. Satan is the author of death. Jesus Christ declared, I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. The following accounts come out of the mountains of North Carolina. As they stretch into Tennessee, they come from a a now Christian source undergoing professional counseling after coming out of years of Satanism. uh, Having been born into a Satanic family and dedicated to Satan from her mother's womb. This happens all the time. Remember, people that are born up Satanists or Luciferians are dedicated to Satan from their mother's womb. I have spent hours personally interviewing Paula, working with her professional counselor for many years and exposing Satanism in this region. Uh, Many of her accounts have been further confirmed through other former Satanists in this region. Now, this is, I live in the foothills, kind of, of the mountains of North Carolina. I don't live exactly where they're talking about, but I do live near there, and I have heard a lot about a lot of satanic 
stuff that goes on where they're talking about, and particularly even in this area, like during Halloween, I've I've, I've um, heard there's some um, definitely a lot of high level occultists that that live um, in you know the mountains of North Carolina. There's no doubt about it. And so I've already taken. Well, we had that one trip where Taylor and I went to um, prayer over this place called the Dragon. This place where all these motorcycles go to to ride their bikes. I heard that there were satanic altars in there, and we oh, we spent several days going through there. And then another place in Tennessee called the Devil's Triangle, driving that, uh, praying over the dragon, praying over that town. It's called Robbinsville, and every other occult place I could find. I mean, I I, I tried to go everywhere I could possibly go. Um, also, we hunted down where those people called the Star Doves are. And that particular one mountain that they that they say we went to we went got as close to the mountain as we could we prayed we we've we've tried to do some stuff my my problem is is that um it's like I either do that or I do this <laughs> this ministry so I can't really do both and it's tough to make those types of trips when you've got emails pouring in and, and you got another study you got to prepare for and then you got to answer all the emails that are coming I'm not complaining I'm just saying it's just so much one person or even one little family can do but. Um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard a lot about this, but I wasn't aware it was this bad. Um, many of, uh, this goes on to say, many of her accounts have been further confirmed through other former Satanists in that region. Quote, I would often travel with my father. Now this is from the Satanist that was dedicated to Satan from her mother's womb. I would often travel with my father when he was sent out to abduct people for sacrifice, human sacrifice. Okay. This is what they did. I was placed in the front passenger seat of a satan of the Satanist van to make my father appear innocent. You have to understand, they're always going to try to get you to lower your guard. I he was carrying uh, to make my father appear innocent, like he was carrying this child with him. But it was just a, de- a deceptive front. And behind us, concealed inside of the back of the van, were two men with knockout drugs and duct tape. The windows were blocked out, and a blanket put behind either behind the driver and the passenger seats up front so that no one could see them. This is typical for satanic abduction vans and teams. They go out in teams and they do this stuff. Now, before you say, oh, this couldn't happen to be reported in the news all the time. No. Wait until I get to the... the to the statistics on the real statistics for missing people in America. And then you'll see this is very easy to happen, and it happens all the time, and most likely our government's in collusion with it, because many of the high-level people in the government do this very thing and condone this very thing. So, beware when you see such suspicious vans prowling dark streets, blackened windows, especially out late at night. There was this one woman these Satanists especially hated and were stalking. She was in her early 20s, pretty, and known as a strong Christian. We knew she was joining in prayer meetings against the Satanists here, so we were stalking her for human sacrifice. One evening, just as it was getting dark, we spotted her walking home along a deserted country road. And I'm like, I, I'm like, you know how you hit your head? It's like, oh my word, what were you thinking walking home on a deserted country road? You know, I mean... <sighs> I'm not saying God can't protect you, but, you know, golly, she's a pretty woman in her 20s, and, and she's walking on a deserted country road at night? Oh, my word. Oh, Anyway, our van pulled up, the men jumped out, they grabbed her, duct taped her hands, feet together, shut her mouth, injected her with a knockout drug. She lay silent as we drove her to the caves where our rituals took place. The location is beyond Murphy, North Carolina. I think that's one of the places we might have drove through, I don't know. 
as you drive through Tennessee. When she came out of the influence of the drugs, she was naked and chained to our altar. The Satanists then told her they wanted her to be recruited into Satanism and to work undercover for them, to infiltrate churches and to spy on Christians for them and to help recruit others. Because see, this is what they do. This is what they do. But if she would not recruit into Satanism, she would be sacrificed. All she would say is, I am a Christian, I cannot deny Jesus Christ. End of quote. Uh, my The first thing that comes into my head is where it talks about in Hebrews, I think it was like 11, where it talks about like the Hall of Fame of Faith, and then it says at the end where it says, of whom the world was not worthy. All these different people they list. And that's what I think about when I see that. Of whom the world was not worthy. She All she would say is, I am a Christian, I cannot deny Jesus Christ. And when they saw she would not cooperate, they began to torture and sacrifice her. Uh, I watched as they did various things to torment her, finally driving a spike through her head from ear to ear. And when she continued to groan, they took a high caliber handgun, inserted it into her private parts, and pulled the trigger. Because she was laying down on a satanic altar. The bullet exited through her head, and by then she was gone, but never once did she deny Jesus Christ. Well, you know, that's the thing. Would you be willing to go through all that and not deny Jesus? I mean, obviously you can't do that apart from the power of the Holy Spirit. There's no way. But you don't know. You don't know what God may call upon you to do. I, I mean, some of this, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, why was she walking on a deserted road at night? You know what I mean? I, uh, I think it could have been avoided, in other words. You know, but it wasn't God's will, I guess. You know, it's just tragically, unbelievably, horrifically sad. You know, but it was a witness to all those Satanists. They all saw it. And hopefully there were people that were converted as a result of, of this unbelievable show of faith and strength through the Lord Jesus Christ. So I don't want to minimize it. I'm just saying I, you, you can't help but not want that for her. You know what I mean? It's another Christian sister. You don't want that for her. So anyway, um, I am sparing the American people no details, however graphic. Why? Because of the intense apathy and ignorant, ignorance that Americans, America's Satanism thrives and operates under. Meaning that this cloak of darkness that it operates under and this cloak of, oh no, that can't really exist, is the very thing that Satan wants. So, when you expose and reprove the unfruitful works of darkness and shed light on it, you know, that's a big part of actually defeating it or coming against it. Because if nobody knows about it, there's no prayer going up regarding it to stop it. Your ignorance is their cloak of darkness under which they must operate. Again, 2 Corinthians 2.11 lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We've already went over some of his devices with the whole description of how they operate through these vans and having little kids up front. and you know, Such atrocities multiplying throughout the nation. It is time the veil be lifted. It is my intent to use these true accounts to melt in different hearts in this nation and to wake up America, especially Christians. Paula also admitted, quote, at one time our satanic coven kidnapped a pastor. 
He was brought to our cave and stripped and nailed to a cross. He kept pleading with us to repent and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And when they got tired of hearing that, they slashed his throat and finished sacrificing him. Even little children are not spared. Our coven often sacrificed children. And you're going to understand when I get into these statistics on missing missing people in America, how this could be so prevalent. Satanists believe that the smaller, more innocent, and perfect the victim is, the more power Satan will give them through sacrifice. That's what Aleister Crowley taught. Some of our members were doctors. We had shock treatment equipment in our cave. Children were chained to altars, electrodes placed on their bodies. They were shocked into spasms and seizures. Their private body organs were often ripped off and thrown to the dogs in the caves. They were raped, tortured, and killed, admitted Paula, through tears. Now again, should we not tell their story? Should we just act as though it doesn't exist and not? I think their story deserves to be told. And that's why I'm getting into this stuff. And then she says, I will never forget one little girl. They used a power saw to begin to dismember her. Starting at, oh gosh, this is horrific. Starting at her feet, I will never forget her screaming as they slowly began to cut her apart. The screaming only stopped when they finally reached her stomach and she was gone. There were always video cameras mounted on the walls so that each sacrifice could be turned into another money-making pornographic snuff film. That's what these maggots do. They film this stuff. It, it, it always ends up boiling back to money half the time. Well, the love of money is the root of all evil. Can you imagine wanting to see something like that? And getting some type of sick sexual gratification from that? You talk about having your conscience seared with a hot iron. You talk about having a soul so black... That black wouldn't even describe it. It's so black. Truly, it had been better for that man that he had never been born. That a millstone be hung. Oh gosh, I can't. I mean, this is just horrific. Oh, a millstone hung about his neck, and he'd be cast in the midst of the sea. That is your lot. That is the lot of those devils that do this. May God rain down His holy fury on these devils and that they be thrust down to hell this day that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God that they would wisely consider of his doing and the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trust in him and all the upright heart would glory these people have forfeited their right to live I'm not saying we go out and kill them I'm saying that we need to be praying about it And let God do that work. Let God rain down his fury on this black wickedness. That he would defend these, you know, through prayer, defend these little children. But this is going on all the time. And when when you see the the statistics I'm going to get into, you're going to understand how this is so possible. And remember... Satan always does this stuff under the cloak of darkness. So, just because you're not hearing about it, you have to understand, the the mainstream media is totally controlled by these very people that do this stuff. The most wicked people in the world are the ones at the top. 
the 13 families of the Illuminati, many of these judges and, and the doctors and, and the people in high political offices and the senators and the governors and the con- these are, are some of the people, many of the people that do this. So they're going to protect their own and they're in a position to protect their own. That's why Satan put them there so that he could keep this cloak of darkness over this. And we would never know about it. To never even pray. They even abducted pregnant women. I would watch as these women would plead for their lives of their unborn children. The unborn would be cut out of the mother's body and then sacrificed. Then they would sacrifice the mother. Or often we would throw babies alive into vats of battery acid. Yes, I've watched many victims as they took their final breath. Again, does their story, does their story deserve being told? Or should I just say nothing about it? One friend of mine, Kathy Carey, now a Christian undergoing extensive counseling, was sold into Satanism and the COVID in her area at the age of two. Her parents needed the, needed the money. Whatever. Parents needed the money. Give me a break. I spent much time with her, interviewing her in the Cleveland, Ohio area and also at a Christian retreat. She was personally being trained under the infamous Norma Fitzwater, brutal high priestess of Cleveland and the entire Ohio Satanist region for over 25 years. Fitzwater's name and rank were personally confirmed to me by numerous former Satanists, including my CIA source. Because they work with the CIA. I mean, these people are part of the government. Just so you know, it's all interlinked. Not saying everybody in the government, but it's part I have personally gone on the radio broadcast of Pastor Ernie Sanders of Cleveland, Ohio to expose the vicious Satanists um, for an entire week. I think he was on my email list for a long time. He might still be. She shared the following. I only had a week to enjoy my newborn. Baby Becky before she was brutally sacrificed. During the ritual, I was forced to the front of the altar. My clothes were torn off, screaming. I was fastened to the altar as my baby was seized. I was laid, they laid the baby on my naked stomach and began to sacrifice her. Then the next part is even too horrific for me to even get into. I just took that out. She was essentially cannibalized. When, and again, isn't that funny? They cannibalized her. And all the stuff we're talking about today on the cannibalization, these people eating body parts. Do you see how society's degrading? And, and where does it end up? It always end up. In, it always ends up in human sacrifice and eating one another, in, in eating human blood, which is forbidden in the Bible. When the ritual was finished, I was released, and the remains of baby Becky were handed to me in a bloody blanket. I don't know how I'm not crying. I, I think it's the Holy Spirit's helping me not to just totally go nuts. She led me over to a window in her home. She said, see those wild daisies in the corner of the yard? She said, that's the remains of where baby Becky are buried under. She says, my fellow Americans, multiply this wicked assault on little children of America by the Satanists thousands of times over. And you will begin to have some idea of the extent to which our nation is stained with the blood of the innocents. That's not even counting the abortions. The 60 or 70 million abortions even on record. What about the are you after the morning after pill? Those are abortions. The abortions from the pill, the patch, the, the 
those methods, they, they can be abortifactive as well. You see why God's judgment has to... <laughs> We're not going to have massive corporate repentance on, on a national scale like they had in Nineveh. We're not going to have that. The churches are telling everybody it's all great. Most of them, they're not getting, even if they're not, they're not getting into these types of, of issues. There's no prayer going up, or very little, about these issues. So wickedness continues to fester and grow. We, in this country, America, is so richly deserving of judgment. There's, there's no doubt. I, I deserve it. I deserve judgment. I'd be the first to admit it. I haven't done enough. I would be the first to point my finger at myself. If I could, if I could stand with God outside of my body and, 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 and point fingers at myself and condemn myself, I would be the first one to do it. I would. I'm, I'm serious. I mean, I know you can say you can say that and really not me. I'm serious. I could, how could, how could I? I possibly stand before God and say I'm so righteous or I'm so whatever. I'm not. I haven't done enough. If he threw me into hell, I could offer no other than other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Other than being saved to the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood. That's the only thing I could ever point to. Because my own righteousness is, is, is a filthy rag, according to Isaiah 64. I haven't done enough. Who, who, who could I... I see this and it's like, you realize how far you've fallen short. And then it ends by saying that our prayers can make a difference. It was written by Pamela Ray Schufert. Anyway, um, let's go to the next article. Actually, you know what? I'm probably going to have to... Let me let me just say this, because it's just it's short, and then I'm going to get into the next one. 2,300 Americans missing every day. This is according to the FBI. This is what they're admitting to. FBI reports of missing persons have increased six-fold in the last 25 years. From roughly 150,000 in 1980 to 900,000 this year. I think that was 2011 when the report was written. 150,000 to 900,000? Why is it? You, you See, here's what gets you. One little girl, one little boy goes missing. It's all over the news, all over America. And you think they're doing that same thing for all the the children, and they're not. They're not. Those are poster children. Put out there for your benefit so you'll think that there's nobody going missing. An astounding 2,300 Americans are reported missing every day, including both adults and children. According to FBI statistics, who knows? It might be double that. I don't know. I haven't even got into what they could be doing in underground bases. We talk about the satanic aspect. But the underground bases are a whole other different deal. 
the deep underground military bases, they're called DUMS. They're all interconnected with, 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 um, underground railways. That's a fact. From what I've heard that goes in there, it's, it's, it's even more horrific than what I just described. I spent some time with a lieutenant colonel who I think now is dead in the mountains of North Carolina before I even moved up here. And he told me he's witnessed stuff go on. Sacrificing of children underground in these underground bases. Terrific. Unbelievable. It's, it's, it's indescribable. He said the people that, um, I think it was Operation Archangel or something he's talked about. The people that, that our government had literally um, helped to create the, the kiddie porn industry the, and the child snuff industry. Now, I did a whole teaching on this on, um, I don't know, it's pedophilia. It's like nine parts or something. It was, it was horrific. It was about as bad as this. And and um, he said that the, the guys that he knew that went into that, it's like our government creates something, or let's say the world government, the Illuminati, they'll create something, and then they'll supposedly create the solution for it. So they actually had people within our government that were going in there trying to infiltrate it and to try to supposedly bring it down, even though they created it in the first place. I know that sounds weird, but, you know, it's the whole Hegelian dialectic, synthesis, you know, thesis, synthesis, I don't know, antithesis, thesis, and synthesis. Anyway, they, they said that... um. He said that the people that he knew, the guys that were in the military that were assigned to infiltrate this thing was like Operation Archangel or something. I could never find anything about it on the internet, but he said that um, those guys that would get into that, they all killed themselves. Because in order to infiltrate it, you had to actually go and um, act like you were uh, into that stuff, into kitty porn and, and child snuff films and, and you had to do things that you would normally never ever do in order to infiltrate and he said he says I think he said every single one he ever knew killed themselves just from actually what they saw was going on he said there was a gigantic base of this that went on in Japan now I don't know if that had to do anything with, with this all the stuff we've seen happen with Japan lately but if that was going on there in Japan where they had like this was like the cent- central hub for this stuff to go on I don't know. It would make sense that God's judgment would fall upon that land. I don't know. You can't say that for sure, but... I mean... You can't believe what's being done behind closed doors, in caves, in castles, in underground bases, to little children. You can't even comprehend. I can't comprehend the level of wickedness and the magnitude of evil. And this is one of the main things they desire is to kill and destroy and vampirize innocence. They believe it increases their powers. And Satan wants it. Because we're created in his image, in God's image, and he wants to kill and destroy and defile anything good and innocent and little. And I, I just it's it's incomprehensible. I don't like to do these studies. But 2,300 people are reported missing every day in America, according to FBI statistics. 
but only a tiny fraction of those are stereotypical abductions or kidnappings by a stranger. For example, the federal government counted 840,279 missing person cases in 2001. All, all but 50,000 were juveniles. All but 50,000 were juveniles? That means they're almost all children. Classified as anyone younger than 18. Children are the most preferable sacrifice for the Satanists, the Luciferians, the pagans, whatever sicko cult group you might be in reference to. They band together. Remember how I did that teaching recently on like the pedophiles and the pedo bear and all that stuff and how they have all these ways of communicating with one another? And that's just with their, their own little sick pedophile networks. You can imagine what kind of network they might have on a global scale. Breeders. I mean, they're, they're called satanic breeders. These women that are impregnated for the sole purpose of when they deliver their baby to sacrifice it. Like I said, that's the whole thing with Ishtar, Easter. The, how it all got started was, was that they would actually get impregnated on a satanic altar at Easter. And then 12 months later, after the baby had been born for three months, they would, sa- resa- they would sacrifice the baby on the very same altar where the woman was impregnated. That's part of the wonderful Ishtar, Easter celebration with the bunny rabbits. Why? Because it's fertility. So they would sacrifice the baby as a fertility ritual. How sick is that? where we get the word Easter from. It's Ishtar, the goddess Ishtar. And all of all the fertility things surrounding with it. The egg, simple fertility, the rabbit, the fastest procreating mammal on the planet. The rabbit, that's why we get all this stuff. It has nothing to do with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They're the whole teaching on it. Just key in Easter in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. But that's the most important thing as to bringing this all home is understanding how many people turn up missing every year. And these are just what they'll admit to. 900,000 people a year? That's a lot of people. Now granted, I'm sure not all of them, obviously not all of them, are being sacrificed, but a whole bunch of them are. Alright, I'm going to go ahead and stop this part here. I'll see if I can finish the next part. Um... And then time a lot. I only have 51 minutes left till this is over. So, um, we'll see you in part four.